What's up, Manish? How's it going? I'm good, Jay. What about you? All well, man. This uh, <laughs> this eighth episode has really seemed to be elusive. This is our fourth attempt to record the episode. Yeah, I I feel like uh, well, we're finally here. Uh, what are we speaking on, Manish? Today? So we are speaking on uh, on 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 a topic uh, which is which seems very simple to understand, but it's not. All right, we're gonna, we're going to speak on assets. You know, it's a simple word, it's just a simple word. But but there are just so many perspectives to it that you know it deserved a podcast session on its own. I uh, I absolutely agree. Assets. So just the just using a Wikipedia definition, uh, an asset is any resource owned or controlled by a business or an economic entity. It is anything tangible or intangible that can be used to produce positive economic value. Um, but you know, the goal, guys, that we wanted to bring forward today is is talking about an asset, um, more to do with you and yourself, uh, and and an in, on an individual level. I, I I want to still try to relate it a little bit to a company, but 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 the goal is to try to find assets that add value to your life, and and those we've kind of classified into assets that appreciate. And assets that depreciate, and we'll get into those terms in a bit. Uh, Manish, anything Absolutely. you want to say so, on this? But so asset, you know, it, it, it basically one has to understand what an asset is purely because you want your money to be going into assets that appreciate. You don't want your money to be going into assets that depreciate. And many times, uh, people are buying assets that have very high possibilities uh, of depreciating, but you still take solace in the fact that, oh, I bought an asset. So it is it is very important if you if you heard what Jay said, that asset generates future cash flows, reduces expenses or improves sales. Like an asset can be thought of as something that generates cash flows in the future or reduce expenses or improve sales regardless regardless of whether it's a manufacturing equipment or a patent or or, or a land. But it has to have a future value to it, to you. And, Absolutely. And, and that is why we thought of doing it. And, and it was surprising for us to think of doing it purely because we come across funny instances where our friends tell us that I bought a very fancy equipment and it's an asset for me. Jay, Jay shared with me something which happened with his colleague. You want to you wanna share that, Jay? Yeah, I mean, I, like I'll, I'll, we'll get into that. But also a lot of times that I see people misclassify assets is thinking, for instance, your car is an asset. Your car is, is, is for two reasons, not an asset. For one reason, most likely your car is mortgaged or you've taken a loan on your car. So you actually owe the bank. It becomes a liability. Um, and secondly, until you fully paid this off, uh, it's, 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 it, it then becomes an asset, but it's an asset that consistently loses value. Unless you're maybe buying a vintage car, but but that's not really the topic of discussion. And you and you know, just the same thing, just an extension of it. You know, till the time your house is not fully paid off, it's not an asset. And, and I see people taking solace in the fact that, or, or taking pride, you know, in the fact that oh, I own a property, but nobody actually tells you that it's a, it has a mortgage of maybe a million dollars on it, or or two crores on it, or three crores on it. Till that time, it's not paid off. It is not an asset to you. So so I don't think someone should even take pride till the time it's 100% yours. And when you have a mortgage, 20, 25 years, 
you'll technically have two or three recessions in which there's a possibility of your mm. business collapsing, of your job being made Lost. redundant. And I, I, I don't know, Jay, have you come across people who had to sell their properties because they lost their jobs or their business tank? I've come across no, so absolutely. many of them. So many. I mean, like I've, we've spoken about this before, like from personal yeah. experience, um, you know, we, for instance, had to sell our properties at probably the worst possible time you could possibly sell properties. And a lot of people think that this, they get attached to this value, this, what they think is an asset. But in actuality, you're, you've locked in um, a 25-year commitment um, to this asset that will become yours in 25 years for who knows what value, um, you know. And yeah. uh, a, a lot of the time, uh, you end up, if you think about your income, uh, again, if we relay this back like a business, you are using your income, which is a stream of cash flows, constantly grabbing from that stream of cash flows and parking it aside into an asset that is not really yours until uh, 25 years. And a lot of the time people believe and, and for the longest time, real estate has always gone up and people assign this value to real estate. But what people don't assign to real estate, is, especially as an asset class, maybe we're divulging a little bit, but what people don't assign to real estate is kind of this illiquidity premium. There's a reason they real estate goes up. It's because there's there's a there's a risk premium associated with the fact that you will be selling at the worst possible time and buying probably at the best possible time when you think you you've just got a raise and everybody's probably got a raise alongside you. You're not special. Sorry, Manish. But, um, but yeah, you buy it at the best possible time and you sell it at the worst possible time. And you've just locked in 90 to 95% of your income or, or maybe less probably, let's say 75% of your income into this, into this liability. And, and nothing wrong with it. I don't want any of you to get that what Jay is speaking, you know, you know, is something which is discouraging you from making real estate investments. But at least we're trying to let you know that don't say that it's my asset because it just yes. makes you complacent. When you say it's Absolutely. mass, it's not yours yet. It's not you yours yet. Own it, yeah. And 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 don't just relating this back to a previous concept that we had in terms of asset classes. Don't think that uh, just because you're you're you've taken a house means this is equivalent to saving. These are two different things, and you should see them as you should see money as kind of one use if that makes sense so kind of like there should be an opportunity cost and this is what i kind of this is what we kind of want to get into towards the later part put your money to the best use if that if you think that is real estate and for a lot of people you could think that then please do so but consider all the options around you consider is this the best use of my money and then make as educated as a decision you can um before doing it you know it's like i i wrote a blog jay on 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 saturday and there was a point i mentioned that every investor a huge chunk of their time or energy goes into asset allocation if they get their asset allocation right they get their portfolio right it becomes defensible in recession inflation periods because they've made a they've allocated assets in that way 
even when we go about now we may, many people may be hearing this may not be investment managers or fund managers but you still have a fund you may have your own $1000 or $100000 i don't know but where do you allocate it it becomes such a important concept to to Absolutely. get a grip on you know we, we just we just talking about maybe real estate uh, stuff like that but uh, it, it just applies to anywhere where you put your money you know it, it, as, and assets don't need to be like physical they could be intangible i'll give you an example you know jay i've, I've uh, invested in a company this is uh, eight years back i've not told you also yet uh, i don't think i've told you but i've invested in a company eight years back uh, this is a company in hong kong which manufactures uh, which basically is a saas company and but it's eight years that uh, you know i've invested the company does today 500 crores of sales annually all right but i've not made a penny out of it yet mm. okay so I, i don't call it as an asset yet because it's not generating any cash flow yes i've made an investment but it's binary i could still lose all of it i put 25000 in it but i yeah. am very i'm very careful about calling it an asset because it's not an asset it's not generating cash flow i don't even know if i'm ever going to get it back but if if it comes back it'll come in multi million dollars if it doesn't then it's all gone but it's not an asset yet agree it's a bet i made it's an investment i made but not an asset yet every investment is not an asset but every asset you know started as an investment right jack agree 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 100% and i think that kind of serves as a good entry way into this concept of assets that depreciate and versus assets that appreciate before we kind of talk about i i we want to end on saying you know how how we best believe um you know or or some live examples of how money how i think of money personally in terms of allocating money in terms of assets that depreciate it's 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 very easy to to kind of say don't buy a car don't uh, don't buy a pair of headphones and and this is where i wanted to give you guys an example where i had a friend kind of uh, a colleague actually buy a pair of bose headphones and i i'm somebody who who i i buy a lot of a lot of things a lot of nice things but in in terms of the 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 decision making process that goes through my head it it worked kind of differently versus how he thought about it so i told him there's nothing wrong with buying a a, a pair of headphones especially if you think that this is going to add value to your life but i told him you know you have to realize that these pair of headphones currently you've been trained to kind of think no say no to debt say no to borrowing money all of that but i told him currently because you bought these headphones and you wanted it now you decided to spend 15 to 20% of your income on these headphones as opposed to either either one of two options saving up for these headphones parking aside certain amount of your money or taking on you know you have a zero interest loan that most banks offer you with a 24 month commitment taking that on a lot of things that i buy for instance um that that cost more than 3 or 4000 dirhams um i end up taking it on a 12 month or a 24 month loan when there's a zero installment plan offered to me 
people may agree or people may not people may disagree but the way i think about it is it's not that i cannot afford the 3 or 4000 right now it's the fact that i believe that i have better uses for that money in terms of investing it and growing that money and if if the bank is nothing there's no free lunch somebody is making interest off it it's just not me um so might as well park uh, more of my salary into a growing asset and i still have this machine or uh, uh, you know whatever i want that that i've budgeted for and planned for and by having that commitment it still helps me keep that discipline of parking aside only that much money into these kind of wants because very uh, but yeah i mean you know jay you rightly use the word wants that's why i'm just you know coming in uh it it becomes important for you to understand for everyone to understand also that buying a headphone is a great thing but it's not an asset it's not going to generate you cash flow but Absolutely. it's a want it's a desire it's a tool i have a fancy podcast mic jay has a fancy podcast i just spent 200 dollars on a on a camera for my for my laptop but these are tools i don't mind but they are not assets they're not assets they have- this, these are assets that depreciate uh, yeah these are assets that depreciate there's nothing wrong with owning them but it's important to understand that these are assets that depreciate net net in the long run you are losing money on buying this but that's not to say that you should not buy it but understand that you're losing money on buying it and classify it into assets that grow and assets that depreciate you know you know jay i i'll just say one more asset that that depreciates but doesn't look like an asset that will depreciate so i we picked the bland all right jay this is uh, in 2000 when demonetization happened 20 2018 if i rightly remember 18 yes i think so okay so so we picked a bland uh, i think this was in 2012 2011 or 2012 all right uh, and you know you pick up land and you buy it cash down you're thinking oh i got a piece of land for 20 lakhs or right? it's better than buying an apartment one day this this whole territory i bought it in solapur all right one day this whole territory will build up into something and you know? Jay, that land value, okay, for what amount we bought it, it is thirty percent less. Plus, there is no buyer because after demonetization, the demand for land went down. Now, why am I bringing this example? Though I bought it thinking it's an asset that appreciates, all right. But today, if you ask me, uh, I would prefer to buy a house ready because I also bought a property and lost money, which was a property that was not ready. And today, I think if I bought a house that is ready. and i could rent it out at least that begins a cash flow but if i mm-hmm. bought something hoping it will appreciate not even go i've never been to solapur in my life you know and hoping that there'll be some other fool who will buy it from me and i'll be able to offload it on him those sometimes look like assets in the beginning but may turn out to be assets that depreciate and leave you with a very bitter taste which it has today i'm a firm believer of buying properties that are ready that i can rent it out right away so that it generates me cash flow cash is king i just after so many mistakes i've realized cash is king it, if it generates you cash from the word go boom then absolutely even when you whether it's a company or whether it's a there's a reason you use a free cash flow model you know or a dcf yeah. model and it 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 takes uh, that's like probably my number one takeaway of being an analyst 
is uh, profits mean nothing. It's all about generating free cash flow at some point in this company's life. Uh, you know, nobody buys Netflix because it's profitable. You buy Netflix because of the idea that at some point in time, this is going to be a cash generating machine. Um, that could be in 20 years. But the fact is, at some point in time, you believe that this is going to be generating cash. And and understanding it from that perspective, you know, Manish, just coming back to that to that point of, of liquidity, you know, my CIO, when I first had a conversation with him, I think like when I, before I joined the company, I asked him, where is your money? Like you make investment decisions or have made investment decisions for some, mm. the Deutsches and the likes, where have you parked your money? And he said, you know, mm. I have only one illiquid asset and that is my house back in Switzerland. Um, mm. Everything else is invested in the market, in mm. whether it's bonds or equities or whatever. It's mm. in illiquid assets that I know that tomorrow if I lose my job, it will take me one day, less one minute to liquidate all these assets. It's not to say that you should have a, you should be sitting on cash. It's mm. saying that you need to have the liquidity. You need to have that ability to liquidate assets. And that's a very, very valuable part of owning an asset. They, and those assets make a huge difference to your life because they're liquid, accessible, incashable. And they are exactly. actually assets. You can term them as assets. Many things we call assets may not be. They may not even help you when you're down in the doldrum. And you can you can judge better. You know, say for instance, Manish, tomorrow, right? Giving an example of the house. Hypothetically, if you parked aside 85% of your income, if you lost your month, job for one or two months, you don't need to sell your house. But sometimes if it's three or four months, you, you're forced to sell it. Just for yeah. that little bit of cash flow. Whereas if it's a, you can stage it better when you have it invested in liquid assets, you can plan, you can say, okay, I don't need to sell all my stocks. I can sell just a little bit as and when I need the cash flows. And if I get my job back, I'll put it back into the market. But that room for flexibility is just not there with illiquid assets. That's why when I read, I, I was reading this book called Masterclass with Super Investors. You know, there's a guy, Anil Goel over there, worth 700 crores or something. Jay. And he, the interviewer asked him, so what percentage of your money is in properties? He says 1%. Te technically 7 crores, which is his only house. Again, just like your boss, 99% yeah. of his portfolios is liquid in the markets and, uh, and always accessible. So it definitely gives you optionality and it's powerful. So to, earlier, I had no sense of this. I would just buy things. Uh, now I just don't. Uh, uh, you know, Jay, I got my car value. Jay loves cars. I have absolute no passion for cars. I, I just, I use it as a utility. And Jay, I got my car valued recently. All right. My, my I, I, you know, it's huh. a VW Passat that I drive. And it's valued at $1,500, bro. That's, that's just... Uh... But it's just, it's it's nothing. Fifteen hundred dollars is less than a Mac. No man, but it's, it it's, drives. It's horrible. Yeah, it, it drives well, all right. But the price is less. I don't care. But it's fully paid. I have no expense on it. It drives me to my gym and my work and places I need to go to. I don't need to show off the money of what I have. Uh, but po I mean, nothing, nothing against you because you love cars. But I'm just saying that's a, that's not something that I look at as an asset, and that's why I don't spend on it. Absolutely.
and some people and guys you must understand the day you actually figure out what an asset means chances are it will create a wrong you will you will you will take calls that make a lot of sense to you financially it may not look really sexy for other people which is which is what happens when someone sees me in a vw passat but i got a lot of money invested in markets yeah in india and in in china and us but you no one gets to see that i'm okay because i yeah, know and, my money is hmm. and and again that that's obviously like a this is a slightly different topic of conversation but it comes i think from a from a mindset point of view it's just Im- important to kind of detach from the materialism and and just kind of attach to that idea of you know grow your wealth grow the fact that you're you're building this future uh and and in in invest in yes you can say that there's there's a there's, there's a part of you that becomes happy and that's that that should be classified and yada 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 but allocate have be be structured in the way that you that you think about things think holistically um always and and with time you know you will learn to to shape that it's manish is talking from you know 20 years of of making mistakes gradually smaller mistakes yeah, of buying the of buying the fanciest stuff and then making my life simpler and getting rid of all exactly. of it exactly <laughs> exactly i'm i'm completing the cycle yeah completing the cycle so you we're, we're here to kind of you know it, it's those are the mistakes that we don't want people you to make or people to make and it's it begins with the smallest of things now an asset when we talk about an asset that depreciates it can be as something as simple as a, the cup of coffee that you get in the morning you know spending that 20 dirhams on a cup of starbucks um you you just grow that number you know for instance manish this weekend i bought an espresso machine you know mm-hmm. and okay. this this the, nespresso, the nespresso machine the the nespresso machine by nescafe no this is nespresso is like a italian company it's basically they make it it gives you an espresso in like 20 oh, so seconds you, so you bought, you bought that one yeah and it's like it, okay. it, it's it's expensive i mean like okay. it's it costs for the machine itself it's about 1000 dirhams um, okay but but you know i i this was a very very calculated decision because i realized that if i buy this machine firstly the, my cup of coffee in the morning is something i absolutely enjoy like i love waking right. up and i drink every other day every other time of the day i drink only espressos but in the morning i like my big tall cup of coffee warm and i spend my first half an hour of the day just drinking my cup of coffee and i enjoy it but besides that point i did the math and i realized you know i drink instant coffee and for the amount of instant coffee i drink because i have no gauge of how much i put i end up spending about 30 dirhams over 5 cups of coffee and that cost me 6 dirhams a cup okay mm. instead of that the nespresso each pod and this is you know high quality ethiopian grade you know they have uh, uh, coffee yeah. from everywhere in the world that's basically put in this pod and each pod comes to 3.8 drums 
And if I buy mm. it in bulk, if I buy three, like 400 dirhams worth of pods, I actually get it for about 3.5 or 3.6. So my f- morning cup of coffee has now fallen from 6 to 3.5, even though a lot of people would have been like, how can you spend 1,000 dirhams on a coffee machine? But net-net, having that level of understanding, firstly, it, it took me a, a, a decent amount of time to, you know, gauge and understand how long will I make this money back? Is it really worth that decision? I waited. The Nespresso machine fell. It actually fell 400 drums. In, and that's immediately, I was in Dubai Mall and I bought it on the spot. I said, you know, I've been waiting to buy it. And then this is something that is, that will, uh, you know, save me money in the long run. And yeah, it's a, and and it's a great cup of coffee. You can tell me I can go buy a brew or some, you know, not so uh, nice instant coffee. But, uh, but that's, that's not an option for me, you know. Yeah, and, and guys, we do enjoy fine things. In no ways do we want you to become stingy and cut everywhere. Jay, Jay is, is, you know, I'm the example of that. <laughs> yeah, no, but Jay spends on stuff he likes. I spend on stuff that I like. I have some, you know, things which, which people won't spend on. Like, I was just sharing with Jay that I'm picking up an iMac. Now, now, now many people won't see value in spending 6,000 dirhams on an iMac, but, uh, but, but I want to spend on it because I like the gadget. So it's not that we don't have fine taste. It is just that we don't want fine taste in everything we do. Yeah. There are a lot and, of things and having that the can balance. be cut. And having a balance. That, that is where you land up, you know, saving and investing and growing. Also, since we're talking about investing, uh, since we're talking about depreciating uh, assets, uh, it, it also... Je, becomes very important since we're talking about it to to relate this entire topic to digital assets also you know because because you could buy bitcoin and think it's an asset but you could lose 50 percent of it and then you're like oh i bought it thinking as an asset uh you know i, I would love to hear Jay, jay's views on it but i have a view on it it is a uh, investment which is binary. I wrote a blog on it, which took me 20 hours to write. Jay, I don't know if you've gone through, I don't know if you've gone through any of my blogs, man. All right. But I've gone through, I, I, I sporadically. So I go through about uh, one in every, in every two or three blogs. Uh, but so I, I, I think I did read the, the Bitcoin one though. Uh, yeah. you know, Bitcoin so, is, is, uh, is, is, uh, is, money is, it's a, it's a it's a it's a view that uh, that constantly clashes minds uh, and it perhaps this, this uh, nests its own um, podcast but yeah. i have never seen a asset class that has created this much conflict and a lot of the times i tell people you know when i share when i share the podcast i have a lot of friends being like oh you should talk about bitcoin you should talk about bitcoin you should talk about cryptos and i kind of tell people like I want to educate myself more. I, I don't think I know enough to be able to... to and, and Jay, you and I may not even be able to know enough because it's just such a complicated subject. You know, I did a research that took me 20 hours to write and 20 hours to research. I mean, I would have spent more than 40, 50 hours on it. It's, it's stuff that engineering language, it, it, it's, it's stuff that went over my head. Let me put it this way. And I do not have a call on crypto assets. I, I don't even consider it as an asset. I have I have bought one and a half percent of my whole portfolio is in is in digital currencies. 
and I'm okay if it goes to zero, it doesn't pinch me or it will go 10x or 20x. Either ways, I'm okay. So I, I, I don't call it an asset. Okay. But it is a technology in which I've invested, which is a, which is an alternate technology still being built and developed and all, but it's not an asset. So when you tell people, oh, I got $100,000 and it's an asset. Yeah, but you you really, you know, got to understand it could go to zero also. So when you call it an asset, you become complacent. That's why don't call many things asset very easily. Investment. It's an investment and could go either ways. Absolutely. And just, understand what you're getting into this is the whole point of our podcast anyway and and is a is a running theme but really what we kind of wanted to focus on here is within this term assets is understand what is an asset that depreciates and then you know understand what is an asset that appreciates and allocate and park your money within that you know space or 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 using that kind of framework if that if if you may you know, also, some, sometimes when you get uh, opportunities to invest in something fancy, like I, I, I really, I'm scared of anything that is fancy nowadays. Okay, Anything that is shining, glittery, fancy and spoken with all, you know, passion and uh, I don't know, Jay, if you met people who are super salesy and, you know, super emotional about what they're selling, I get scared of them, man. No, I you know, me too. I that's why I don't enter the IFC. <laughs> <laughs> I I get scared of people who are very uh very very uh enthu and emotional about a particular idea because every idea that you know attracts money to invest could actually make money or lose money. So a person who is very rational in his expression uh, and speaks yeah. in probabilities is a person I like to talk to. Then that person has a sense of what he's talking. That person has a sense of whether it, what potential it has to become an asset. But but chances are, if someone is really into and you know selling you the emotional future and the glittery stuff, which will excite you also because you're a human being and it moves human beings. We're all emotional in in a certain way. That may not land up turning into an asset that appreciates or generates cash flows for you in time to come. So absolutely. I mean, just quickly on that point itself, you know, I just like Manish, I, I don't get scared, but in fact, I become more of a skeptic. I, I, I feel like the more I've educated myself, the, the biggest thing the CFA taught me is actually uh, becoming more of a skeptic. B- before when I started, I was all about, you know, high, highly leveraged, you know, all sorts of trading and all, I would take any Tom, Dick and Harry's advice. But now, you know, now it's come, my job requires me to, to kind of, you know, talk to management, talk to CEOs on a consistent basis. And anybody who guides me into, and, and just sounds very excited and, and throws around financial jargon or any technical jargon without having any history to back them, I actually end up n- not liking what they're saying. Like I just automatically discount what they're saying. Uh, and I and it, it, it's an automatic filter uh, for me. The, the 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 companies that I even look at or begin to look at it all starts with, anyway with a qualitative process, but it begins with management or CEOs that are kind of calm, composed. They, they tell you what what they they tell you things that they've actually done 
um and 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 also being mindful of the fact that history may not repeat itself bitcoin it has done you know a friend of mine is like dude bitcoin's done like 500% since i've invested in so does that mean that it's going to keep doing 500% that is just you know in in investing mindset basics that you need to just be aware of you know as jay said that he he's turned into a skeptic uh, why i say scared I, I i'll tell you there are certain stories that haunt me you look, look at boris becker jay doesn't have the money man he's defaulted on his tax payments and all and he's selling the trophies that he made the trophies he earned boris becker okay he had to sell it to to earn money to pay off his taxes and all you look at so many people who win lotteries guys 70% of them don't land up keeping the money after the after 10 years of winning the lottery i read a shocking case jay a lady who won a lottery uh you know spent it on on friends new relatives and art and buying a, a, a fancy car and and trusting a boyfriend what not you know i think she won some 100 million dollars okay it's a case maybe i could share it in the show notes 50 million goes in tax 50 million dollars jay after 10 years of winning that lottery she's got no money bro That's it just, only, yeah. it only happens because a person doesn't have a sense of where the money is going and when you have a lot of it it goes so easily into places and it doesn't pinch but yes. the day you become conscious of of putting money in stuff that grows in value like jay puts in in equities that's why he does research of management and you know quality of the company and all but you may choose to buy an index okay Absolutely. either ways when you when you're investing at least you got to have a sense of is it going to grow is it going to generate me cash flows is it going to compound and 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 i think that kind of manish sorry you can go on but i think just that transitions into you know maybe talking about assets that appreciate like what what do we mean assets that appreciate you know in simplest sense is that you know you invested in something that will grow in value or generate you money in the future like if i was to bet on america or india let's say as as a country and i bought their index simply in india you know bse sensex or in america s&p 500 i don't need to know anything about stocks and this technical stuff that jay is very good at i just know that the country will grow in time and i have a five year horizon 10 year horizon like i'm talking about that kind of horizon we jay and i both don't know what's going to happen 6 months down the line but if i have that kind of a horizon that eventually the country is going to grow i'm okay to buy an index you should be okay to buy an index and leave it you know Absolutely. it will grow and you know if i can just relate this to to at least my 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 job and 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 what i do you know a lot of the times uh, there's a there's a concept called npv right you have a net present value what is your net present value really telling you or your your future it's it's basically you're forecasting the future and you're assigning a value to it today so if we have to relate that i relate this to my to my life and the way i spend money and i constantly think of okay if i need to make sure that my income and my income is not just my income today my income that i believe i will earn for the next 5 years is put to the best use okay now that put to the best use it you know i for instance I've borrowed money to put in the markets at times. I've uh, I've held cash, but it's a constant question that is in my mind as to is my money or or what I what I can what I believe is my wealth 
you know, it could be my future wealth, but what I can assign to myself as future wealth or wealth is put to its best use, right? So have a, a general sense of, okay, this much of my money should go into accumulating assets that appreciate, like we've spoken about in at, at least two episodes before, have that budget, allocate that budget, okay? And once you've allocated that budget, make sure it's being, uh, putting it to its best use. Again, we've spoken about that before. That's all about asset classes, all of that stuff. But here we're trying to talk about, you know, create that, that bucket, create that amount of money that needs, needs. And again, we, we guys, we keep talking about, uh, you know, assets that appreciate in terms of, in terms of investments. But a lot of the times people overlook, you know, it, it's a very cliched statement, but invest in yourself, invest in education, grow yourself, grow your career, you know, do things that, that, that keep you on top of your, your, your skill set. You know, at no point in time do I think that the CFA is, is all in, you know. Yeah, um, the journey begins, actually. The journey just begun, yeah. And, you know, I, I actually, like, uh, two days ago, finished one of those Harvard X courses. And it, those are free guys, you know, like it's, it's something that I, I, perhaps I didn't find the entire course useful, but it was a very good use of my time. At least I got to learn two or three concepts that I can apply to, that I can apply to my job. Everything ne doesn't necessarily have to be for a title. You know, it does not have to be to put CFA after your name. Yeah, and you know, you can't, you can't pinpoint that if I do this course, it is going to give me this result. Investing in yourself is not linear. Absolutely. It eventually falls into place. It eventually helps you in so many ways. It's just that you won't be able to pinpoint when you're going through it. So investing in yourself doesn't, it's so difficult to quantify, but yes, it's the best investment because it will generate cash flow. I'll tell you, exactly. this is such a, such a beautiful quote I read, all right, that most of humanity, all right, uh, spends time in mediocrity, which means most of them are not willing to do the grind to shine, you know. But just imagine if you understood that if most people are okay being mediocre and they're not going to put in their efforts to shine. What if you did? Investing Absolutely. in yourself, studying, reading, networking, meeting people. You know, Jay and I just started a podcast because we just thought, you know, we'll enjoy it and let's see where it goes. But, you know, the thing is, all this effort eventually turns this relationship better, creates a business in the future. So many things could happen, but it's an investment which 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 shows up with returns in so many beautiful ways and could generate cash flow. So today it's an investment of time. It's not become an asset yet. But tomorrow if Jay and I were to build something, you know, better bets, media company, all right, wow, that is would Then it could be called an asset, you know, that. Absolutely. And, and I think, you know, uh, just to relate that back into, like I was saying, like a financial aspect of things, you know, when when we're saying classify your assets or find that find a percentage of your income that goes into an asset by growing your career or educating you're you're actually growing that how much you can invest if you, if you think about it right you're growing that that stream pie. of income exactly that part of it is allocating the pie but the pie itself needs to grow right and that pie can grow by you training yourself, educating yourself, 
staying on top of you know your your inner career that hopefully you love um why not learn more be the be the best you know i i i think uh again we we we've probably divulged a lot but i i hope it adds value but, but in terms of sorry uh, one last point manish in terms of yeah. you know i always tell my colleague uh, who who's sli- who's younger he's fresh into the role i always tell him being in 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 this sort of career needs you to have that balance of i am the best i am the best for this role but yet the humility to constantly keep learning um and and always have that humility believe keep again invest in yourself that that, that it, i i wouldn't say it's the best investment but it it it's definitely a great investment yeah i mean investing in yourself deserves like four podcasts on its own you know it's got so many shades so many shades to it but uh, but yeah getting getting an understanding of what what asset means is just so important just one more thing that came to my mind is many a times if indians are listening to this would think that gold is my major investment now you could ask yourself if gold is your major investment why do you think most fund managers in the world only allocate 5 to 10% to it? should gold be your major investment should gold be the only asset in your portfolio it was there in our parents portfolios because they didn't know better you know and when you don't know better you don't make the most optimal decisions in your life but if you took time to invest in yourself and in the invest in understanding what kind of assets are available then maybe gold for you also will occupy a percentage in your portfolio not dominate your portfolio because gold can't give you the returns that many other assets can keep in mind guys that that a lot of especially you know us indians believe that gold and 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 real estate are are a core assets or within someone's portfolio but it took me a lot of time to understand why this mindset exists and it's historically been because indians have always been worried about inflation eroding their income so it's a completely different era that because indians and 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 a lot of people in emerging markets and emerging cur- currencies have constantly worried about the fact that what's in their bank is is just going to lose money so they've constantly looked for stores of value and that's not to say that it's it's it was a bad decision by them at that time it's just to understand that you currently have such a they didn't have access to us markets for instance i'll ask your parents if they even had access to buy i'm sure amazon was there in while your parents were growing up ask them if they could invest in it as easily as we can today your investing horizon your universe is just become a much larger universe for every single person with the smallest bank account that it should not be limited to what other people tell you do your own research so guys we are nearing our time and uh, you know this so so we'll definitely uh, you know have shared with you enough to think about about this word called asset and uh, just your understanding of it could add 2 to 3 percentage points to your uh, returns annually on your investment portfolio 2 to 3% or, or you know annually over a period of 20 30 years turns into millions of dollars just calculate take 100000 dirhams and compound it for 8% for 30 years 
then compound it for 10% for 30 years and then compound it for 12% for 30 years and ask yourself, is that 2% worth it? It will blow Absolutely. your mind what that 2% can do. And for you to generate that 2% extra from what an average Joe can generate, your understanding of what is an asset is just so important. I agree. I agree. So, session yes. number 8. And I, 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 I think this was... Um... We, we we did uh, you know drift on some tangents but I think I hope it added value to everyone listening um, we enjoyed it and thank Absolutely. you thank you guys thank you and have a smashing day ahead